Megan, Megan, making conversation, podcasting beacon for the nation, for helpful, healthy information, and having fun getting it done. Yeah, that's all. Megan, Megan, making conversation now. Hey, here we are. <laughs> Hi, everybody. It's been a minute. It's Meg. <laughs> and Megan. Or two. <laughs> <laughs> and. We'll start with uh, just a little little humble apology. We've, we've kept you all waiting. It's been over a month. Oh my God. So sorry. Um, but yeah, summer, summer's been busy and crazy and rainy. And there's been a lot of fitness happening and a lot of other things happening. But we finally have been inspired. Actually, what really happened was we were, we were shamed, weren't we, Megan? We were. <laughs> we, we were shamed publicly publicly called out and um and called out on Facebook too I believe oh yeah. big wide world of the social media webs so so we're back <laughs> that's how you get our attention just shame us that's how you, that's how you get our attention shame us and or give us content because yeah. that's super helpful because we never really realize what what we have to what we have to share and what people want to hear us talk about and so if you ever have ideas for content please throw them our way like we got this bit of content thrown at us when when did you talk to kate talk to kate two or three two days ago yesterday i don't even know this week that's so handy because we we planned about this about it we were like yeah sure we'll come up with things and I don't know about you but up until this morning I was like yeah I'm not really sure what we're going to talk about but we'll figure something out so we've got we've got our content we've got our idea do you want to share it since you talked to Kate we are going to talk about the CrossFit games coming up CrossFit games are coming up when do they start they start Thursday next Thursday Either Wednesday or Thursday. I'm not sure when um, when athletes will actually do their first event. I haven't been paying that close attention this year, but in the past they started as early as Wednesday. Sometimes they start Wednesday, take Thursday off. Um, so, you know, but all those sorts of details can be found on games.crossfit.com. And yeah. yeah, next week it's starting, but Meg and I are going to talk a little bit about athletes. We're going to talk about what the games are. Um, mm -hmm. And we're going to do a little friendly wager. <laughs> and we're going to come up with who we think is going to be in the top five for both men and women. And um, maybe maybe we'll come up with a, a what the waiver is going to be by the end, or ooh, ooh. our listeners mm -hmm. come up with mm -hmm. our wager. <laughs> yeah, I think the listeners need to come up with the wager. I think that sounds way more fun than you and I being too nice to each other. You're like two <laughs> five burpees. Two <laughs> five burpees for every person you got wrong. Yeah. So there, y'all. Are, you've been tasked coming up with some sort of, and I, and I don't know how these things work. So whoever gets the most right or wrong or whatever, y'all can come up with it. That's your assignment coming out of this. We'll know who our listeners are. <laughs> Probably Kate. <laughs> Kate. And we know a few others, but yeah. Um, so, so the CrossFit Games, 
the synopsis. We've been we've been building up to this. I feel like in some ways we've been talking about this since we started the podcast. Yeah. Um, because one of the first episodes was about the open, which Megan and I and a bunch of other people at the gym both did. And then another episode we talked about the quarterfinals, which Megan and I did, and a couple others from from Beacon. And then we talked about old people CrossFit, which I did, and a few others from state of Maine and from around and from Beacon. Um, and here we all are ready to watch some athletes. Um, Meg and I mentioned in the past that we did not make the CrossFit Games this year. We're not going to get our swag bags. It's a little disappointing or my, or my $100,000 check. But yeah, I have other employment. I guess I'll be okay. <laughs> Um, there's always next yeah. year. There's always next year. I just have to work a little bit harder, be a little bit more committed, try and get more consistent. <laughs> oh man. Um, so so what is the CrossFit Games, Megan? Give us a, a synopsis. CrossFit Games um, is a, a competition, the the final stage of a competition that starts usually in February um, and it ends up finding the fittest in on the earth and in, in the world. Um, there's athletes coming from all over the world. Um, there's 40 men, 40 women. And um, so they compete, they get points. Uh, the more points you get, the higher up on the leaderboard you are. So a lot of times you don't know, you have no idea how it's going to shake out till the last event sometimes, mm -hmm. um, especially uh, we'll get into this, but now that Matt Frazier is not in it, what's that going to mean for the men's side? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. The men's side is a, is a totally different competition this year, which is frankly pretty exciting. I mean, the women's, I, I, I we can talk about that a little bit more, but the women's has, you know, a lot of, a lot of the same old players, but a couple new players. And so, so that'll be interesting. Um, but one more, one more element of the scoring that's kind of interesting um, and why, you know, in, in a competition of 40 people, why the scoring is so important and significant to have like a basic understanding of is that in, in a nutshell, the, the way that the um, points are scored for each event is that the winner will get 100 points for each event. Mm -hmm. And then every standing after that has some lower number. And so I'm not exactly sure how they're doing it this year. But if you say, you know, first place gets 100 points, second place gets 95 points, third place gets 90 points, something like that. So you could be, you know, like a really good squatter. And if they were to have a one rep max squat, you could win it and get a hundred points. But then if the next event is a marathon row <laughs> or a swim, you know, some sort of swim race, which they are going to have um, at the games and you're not a good swimmer or you're not, you know, endurance or cardio isn't your jam, you might get 35th place or something and you might only get five points on the leaderboard. And so that's where being pretty good at all things really pays off in CrossFit and in the CrossFit games, in the scoring system. So having those specializations doesn't really serve you, um, at, at this point in the competition. Uh, 
being really good at everything is also super helpful, but being consistent across the board um, is really uh, is really important. And so, you know, Matt Frazier was really good at everything. And frankly, it kind of made it boring at the end because you were like, well, we already know who got first place. You know, it's going to be Matt. Um, although it was always fun to watch him like really stink at an event. Um, and, and same thing on the women's side with Tia Claire Toomey, like she's just, she's just such a powerhouse in everything and her training, the way she kind of goes after her weaknesses has made it so that she doesn't have many weaknesses left. Um, but the, the women's board, you know, after that shakes out pretty well. So I think that's important to, to know about the scoring. It can be kind of hard to, to watch it and understand it in real time, but figuring out how, how those scores kind of work can be helpful. Um, and then as far as the events go, they, it's, it's pretty grueling. I mean, they compete from, you know, potentially from Wednesday through Sunday with two or three events a day. I know for a lot of the semifinal events, they had to shuffle things around because of weather, because it was super hot. The games are being held again in Madison, Wisconsin, which happens to be where I was born. Uh, it can fun be, yeah, fun fact. Um, it can be really miserable out there. I mean, the Midwest is its own special brand of hot and humid and oppressive. <laughs> you know, at least when they were in California, it was dry. This is a wet heat. There's no elevation, but it's like, it. you know, when you talk about like being, being acclimated to certain conditions to train in, if you've been training in Maine this summer, you would probably do okay in Madison because the weather is actually pretty similar. Um, but if you've been training in a desert climate or, you know, even just a dry climate, that's, that's going to be a factor to, to watch as well. That, that just like wet, heavy heat is <laughs> awful. Yeah. It's really hard. Yeah. Like last year uh, they competed in Madison, they did three days and each day was like five events and they could do mm -hmm. heat, the weather, the weather, weather mm -hmm. wasn't detrimental to the athletes. So they didn't need as mm -hmm. much time to recover from the workouts, yeah. um, due to the heat, probably their body probably needed a little bit more recovery. <laughs> that's not yeah. really the, as much of a consideration as the heat, but Madison, that's why they spread it out so long. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and you know, the biggest difference between this year and last year is that last year, right, was COVID, you know, we were in the middle of COVID, they weren't even sure they were going to be able to have the games. And they ended up doing, you know, a, a final qualifier online, which only sent five people to the games. And so yeah. it was a very small event. You know, each person could only bring a certain number <clears throat> of support people. And they had it at the ranch, which historically was the first place that the games were ever held. And so this is Dave Castro's family ranch. So they had five athletes on the men's side, five athletes on the women's side. And it was, it was very exciting to watch actually, because there was so much shuffling around with the leaderboard because there were only five people shuffling those points around. This year, when we have 40 men and 40 women, it's like, it's all over the place. I mean, you can check the leaderboard on the first day and it's not going to look at all like it's going to be on the final day, um, especially if they have, I think they're starting with a swim paddle event, which is going to, you know, there are people who come to this who don't spend a whole lot of time in the water. There are going to be people who, you know, do that first event and they're like collegiate swimmers who, you know, then got into CrossFit. And so 
we're going to, you really got to like chill out and not freak out on the first day looking at the leaderboard because even by the second, you know, the morning after that first day and right. that, that next event is just going to change things so much. So let's see, what else should we talk about the games? Hmm. Just as a whole, overall, general things to know. I was trying. Oh, to how to watch it? Find, oh, yeah. Uh, you could watch it. I think there's a few different ways you can watch it. Um, I usually watch it through their Facebook or their YouTube. They have it on mm-hmm. both YouTube and Facebook um, all day long. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even when there's not an event going, it's still streaming live. Like something's on the screen, and it'll tell you how long it is until the next event and it'll usually tell you what the event is next yep which is yeah the media has gotten so good i mean Mm -hmm. i'll I'll date myself here and just say that watching the crossfit games even 10 years ago was it was really difficult um now you can watch it live you can you can watch an event pretty much right after it ends if you couldn't watch it you know that the hour that it was happening they get that Mm -hmm. they get the live stream turned over into uh you know just a video a archived video to watch afterwards and i think i generally watch it on their youtube channel as well and they've even embedded and this is not my world so forgive my like cumbersome speech here but they've even embedded a lot of information into the archive video so that you can go back pretty quickly and find the third heat of the women's first event or you know the the first heat of the men's final event and it's just it's just a lot easier to navigate and then the infield coverage of athletes is so much better too and i attribute a lot of that to drone footage so th- they've got like unbelievable access to these athletes now like on the swim paddle event they'll have people out in support boats but then they might also have drone coverage and it's just it's just a much more user friendly viewer experience now in addition to because crossfit finally figured it out um, now you've got like major sports networks who will also pick it up. So I think they're going to also have a section, probably Sunday or Saturday section that CBS, CBS, um, will pick up. So you can even watch it on television, which is like, doesn't seem like a big deal, but I think for, for those of us who've been, you know, kind of geriatrically watching this stuff, it's, it's a pretty big deal that you can tune in on Saturday on your on your TV screen or whatever but I think most people are probably have some sort of internet service that they will access to watch this stuff now but but also it's kind of cool to see next level like what's that I think it's cool that's going on TV because it's going to the next level yeah like yeah it's a sport it's something that people are doing for a living Mm mm-hmm and mm-hmm. just like baseball or football that we were watching, like cross yep. is smaller than those sports right now, but it's getting big. Yeah, it's it's definitely getting bigger. And and I think sponsors are kind of keying into that. And you know, like you said, this you know, the television networks and um I think years ago, I think ESPN had had grabbed some part of it, but it was like ESPN three. But when that happened, it was like, that's it. CrossFit's taking, it's finally like, this is the moment. And, yeah. You know, we're back to, we're back to CBS, but um, <laughs> yeah, at any rate, it's, it is, it's cool. It's changing and it's growing and that's just really fun to be a part of. Um, 
which is also something worth mentioning. And I, I just love this little factoid about the fans. Um, so they are allowing fans, which last summer they did not allow fans um, at the ranch. It was, it was a very intimate affair. It must have been, for those athletes, it must have just been, well, equal parts cool, but also disappointing. Like I know a lot of people really like to compete with, you know, a huge audience, you know, this huge crowd. But what they were, what a lot of the athletes last year were saying was, you know, they got their own private, like movie star trailer to prep in. And, and it was just, it was just super tailored to the small, the small venue and the small um, participant number. But this year it's going to be really big. And unlike the Olympics, they are allowing spectators. And so you're going to have people in the stands and hopefully everything goes okay and people stay safe and whatnot. But um, but I think that'll be, that's always something really fun to kind of see the fans too, because as someone has pointed out, most of the fans watching CrossFit also do CrossFit, right? Mm -hmm. Like you don't get a random person who's like, sure, I'm going to go to the CrossFit games in Madison who like, doesn't know what CrossFit is or is only going because, you know, it's America's pastime or whatever. Like most of the people in the stands can relate to the athlete experience in that moment. And so you get this, you get this whole different vibe and you get this whole different energy coming off of the stands. Like when the athletes are like, come on, let's go. The, like, yeah, the, the people in the stands are like, let's fucking go. So um, well, I'm, I should not say that here. I'm at work today, y'all. I'm totally breaking the rules, but it's okay. <laughs> I shouldn't talk as loudly. So anyway. I do. I get pumped up. I'm so excited. This year is going to be really hard for me to watch the games because I have a huge work event and I'm kind of coming to terms with that. But then I'm also finding peace with the fact that it, it is really easy to access the, the footage afterwards. I'm just probably not going to be able to be a part of the live conversation. So anyway, I'll, I'll weigh in on Monday or Tuesday. (laughs) the first week of August and <laughs> get back and watch all this stuff. So don't tell me who wins. I don't want to know. I won't. Um, you'll never know. <laughs> yeah. You'll never know. I'll be checking it at like 11 o'clock at night. Um, so anyway, speaking of, we, we have some athletes that uh, we would love to, to talk about and kind of weigh in on. Um, and, and, and sort of think about who, who we think is going to, do well this year, maybe just a little more uh, sports desk chatter about some of these athletes. And, you know, I'll speak for myself. I have varying levels of knowing who these people are. Um, Some of them I don't know at all. There's, There's 40 people on here and they're coming from all over the world and they've all qualified um, in different ways. And I think that's, that's important to remember too, to go back to that process of the open, quarterfinals, the semifinals, and then the CrossFit games. So each one of these 40 athletes on the men's side and the women's side um, qualified to go to quarterfinals from the open. And then from the quarterfinals, they qualified for the semifinals, but then the semifinals were all, they were all different. So depending on where you lived, you were assigned to a semifinals event And that was the event you had to go to. Uh, And then out of that semifinals event, there were, I think there were always three 
was were they all consistent that so. every semifinals event three people could um would place and then would go to the games and then the, there were like two or three spots and i'm i'm kind of fuzzy on this so forgive me but um two or three spots so like places fourth through sixth at some of these semifinal events who could then do the last chance qualifier and then the last chance qualifier seemed totally weird to me because i feel like only one person i don't know it must have been more than that but only a few people out of the last chance qualifier could that would then be selected because if you won the last chance qualifier then you got to go so so anyway we end up with 40 people from all over the world um and the the people who are more expert in this than i am were feeling that this is a really good representation of the top in the field so so that's kind of cool and when i look at it too um i i see a lot of names that i recognize a lot of names that i'm excited to to see compete um, I definitely follow the women's side a little more closely than the men's side. Um, but you know, the, the men's side this year definitely has the biggest shakeup of not having Matt Frazier in there. So I'm excited to watch just it feel like a competition again, you know, that there's, there's a little bit more as far as the women's side, we still got Tia Claire to or she's hyphenated all over the place. Um, <laughs> But there's there's a lot of talk about the the new young teens who are coming up and whether Tia is going to be able to hold on. I think she is. I think she is a seasoned competitor, um, but that she might might get pushed a little harder, which will also be fun to watch. So I don't know if it if it makes sense to just like if you and I kind of pick our top five or now or if we wanted to talk about some of the athletes i mean people are either going to be into this episode or not i feel like you're <laughs> either into these names or you're like oh my gosh i can't believe they're doing this this is my worst nightmare and i'm good <laughs> and <laughs> and we'll tune in next time <laughs> more more body image talks <laughs> that seemed to be really popular <laughs> yeah, right well, I will admit too that I'm like not super up to date with these athletes. Uh, I just, not that I'm not interested in it. It's just, I, I don't know their stats. I don't know necessarily sometimes when they're like really powerful at a certain thing or, or have weaknesses mm -hmm. in others. Um, um, so I'm not going to be super knowledgeable. But I'm okay with that because that doesn't, it's not something I have been spending a lot of time with. Um, but yeah. that being said, I do have some top people that I like and that I would like to see do well. So I guess we can start. Nice. There. Let's start there. You want to start on the men's side or the women's side? Uh, let's start with men. Okay. Are we doing an order of who we think or just like top five? Oh, that feels like a lot of pressure. Let's, Let's just do top, top five. <laughs> uh, Chandler Smith. Yes. <laughs> He's my favorite. I know. I love him. You said Justin for yep. number two? Yep. Or for, your, for another? Yeah. Joyce. Noah Olson. Yeah. Cole Sager. Yeah. Um, and then... I'm not sure about this one, but Jeffrey Adler. Okay. All right. You ready for mine? 
Yep. I'm going to do the ones I agreed with first. So okay. Chandler. Yep. I don't think he'll win it, but I really want to see him in the top five. He's yeah. just my favorite. Um, Cole and Noah, mm-hmm. I agree with. And then my other two are Scott Panchik. Oh, yes. And, and Pat Vellner. Um, I, I, yeah, I hear that. Those were, if, if it was top 10, those were definitely in there too. Pat Vellner yeah. has had a little like spot in my heart. I've always very much mm-hmm. loved him, but I've started mm-hmm. not enjoying his attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's gotten a little sour grapesy. Yeah. Great athlete. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and Scott Panchak is just a beast. <laughs> well, and one of his brothers, but not the other one, right? Saxon. His bro- his one of his brothers also made it. And then he had a third brother who was in the semifinals too. Like that family. Woo, good genes. <laughs> Great fitness. Um, yeah, I had Justin in my top 10. And I had a little like eh, next to Jeffrey Adler. And I think it's because as far as attitudes go, I don't like him. But he was in the top five last year. So I, I gave him a little like asterisk. Um, and then I got two, two Scandinavian guys on there too, Janikowski and BKG. Oh yeah. Jorgvin Karl Gudmundsen. They both, yes. they've both been at the games before and they're, they're just, they're just Vikings. Mm-hmm. I love me a good Viking. And yeah. so I would love to see them place well too. They're super consistent and mm-hmm. fun to watch compete. BKG is just a beast, like literal like- viking <laughs> yeah. i feel like bkg sometimes comes out of nowhere and you're like oh right he's a competitor yeah right yeah totally totally i feel like he's he's also just kind of a smart off-season guy like he's not he's just like just laying low and brent brent fakowski too i love him such a goofball but i like yeah talk about nerding out listening to people nerd out about their process he's like he's like so into it so so those are my other guys, but yeah, top five, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, these guys for the first time in a really long time must just feel like, like a breath of fresh air. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. It's just kind of, kind of fun. It must feel different. It'll feel different for sure. But those I'm are the dudes. Patrick Vellner in this round, because last was it 2000, it must've been 2019 um, when, last time they were in Madison when they had the rule of like after the sprint event they cut was it they cut 10 people or they cut down to 10 people mm, but he got mm. cut for yeah in that event and it was just heartbreaking yeah yeah there was all sorts of weird stuff that year I I, I felt like and they got a lot of feedback about it but that was it yeah. was just an odd way um an odd way to cull the field really quickly. Right. Which, you know, hopefully it, it went in their favor, but, um, but man, these folks work real hard to get there. And like, in the end, it's, it's going to shake out the way it's going to shake out. It's, it's probably easier logistically. And that's, you know, might've been what they were thinking of, but that was before the whole industry sort of blew up and had its internal reckoning. And, um, and I, I think we're back to like, you know, Dave Castro is in charge of the games is actually in charge of the games and, and 
I think we're going to see some, some good stuff this year. So, so th those are the men's, I think other people I'm going to be keeping an eye on that the young guy, Colton Mertens, the CrossFit hobbit, mm. keep an eye on him. He's another, another mullet guy. Um, <laughs> he like crushed it at his semifinals event. It just kind of came out of nowhere. So it'll just be interesting to see what he does under that, that pressure of the games. Right. And then, um, and then, yeah, there's, there's a couple other new people on here too, but unless I'm looking at a picture of them, I, I don't really remember who they are, but I remember Colton Mertens because he was, he's a, he's a tiny, he's a small athlete mm -hmm. and he's also rocking a mullet. So he's like pretty stands out in a crowd, right. <laughs> but beastie. I mean, he's just like, it was crazy watching him compete against these other guys. And he's just a, he is just a workhorse. So that'll be fun. Another guy to keep an eye on, but can we talk ladies? Yeah. Let's talk ladies. Let's hear yours. Okay. First. Okay. I'll go first this time. Um, did I choose five? Okay. I had five, but I, I'm, I'm conflicted because so much of this is like people who I really love as opposed to maybe people who I actually think are going to do well this year. Yeah. But I'll, I'll, I'll share my five. So Tia, I, she's, she's in the five for sure. Um, Kara, uh, Kara Saunders, Kara Saunders. Um, I think we're going to see some crazy stuff out of her. And then, uh, the, the daughters, I, Katrin and Annie, Annie, I want in the top five, it'd be really interesting to see how she holds up. Um, she is a newish mom. Her, her baby's not even a year. Like it's bananas that she's here, but she is, she trains smart. <clears throat> and then, uh, Brooke Wells, although I don't know, I'm, I'm hoping it'll be interesting to see what a year, a year ish training with some different, you know, different training partners, different gym, different coach has done for her. Um, and that's why I put her in the top five. I'm, I'm hoping that she did some mental work this year. Cause I think that's where she really needed some capacity building. And so those are my five, strategy. Tia, Brooke, and what? Strategy work. Mm -hmm. sure yeah. Yeah. She, she can kind of fall apart. Um, so Tia, Brooke, Katrin, Annie, and Cara Saunders are my, my wish, my wish list. <laughs> I kind of did the same. Uh, so <laughs> Tia, Claire Toomey, or, um, is just a given. So I agree with that one. Um, I also agree with Cara Saunders. She's, she, I'm just, she's been working on those handstand pushups. She needed those. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, I also have Katrin, Katrin David's daughter, sled dog. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I have, <laughs> I have Haley Adams. I just mm -hmm. I love her, her energy and just will and drive. Not sure how she's going to stack up with 40 other athletes, mm -hmm. uh, but that'll just be an interesting thing to watch. And then I have, um, Kristen Holte, Holt, Holt. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't know. I, uh, she, she surprised me in the past. Mm -hmm. She's always right up there. Mm -hmm. She's like the sneaky, quiet little, like force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I, so we, we had a lot in agreement on that one. Um, Kristen Holt, it was not in my top 10, but our top 10, but I think, I think I might've just overlooked her actually. Um, I, I kind of want to do 10 because five just feels, but I had Haley in my top 10 for yeah. sure. I had um, girls in my top 10 and so Annie. Yeah. 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 Um, I also had, and this is more like athletes to watch, but, but potentially also top 10 Amanda Barnhart. Oh yeah. I think she's still kind of developing, but it'll be interesting to see what, what she can do here. And then the, the, um, the teens, Mal O'Brien and Emma Carey, they're both just getting so much attention. Um, some, some good and some annoying, like, yeah, okay. The, they're, they're good, but you know, there's all, all these other athletes too. Um, Bethany Shadborn did her on my top 10 so crazy well at her semifinals event. And then Kari Pierce, um, you know, podiumed last year, third place at the, at the little mini games there. Um, so those are, are just others, I think, to, to pay attention to, they'll, they'll be fun to watch. They'll probably have a lot of, um, camera coverage because of their like name, name recognition and some of their performances, but yeah. Did you have anyone else? Had, no, I was going to say I, I had those on my top 10 mm-hmm. list too. Actually all of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and there's, you know, again, I, I, I pay so much closer attention to the women's field so I can, I can speak to a lot of these athletes. Here's another interesting uh, morsel. So Mackenzie Riley, Ariel Lowen, Reagan Huckabee, Annie Thor's daughter and Kara Saunders are all moms. And that's the most moms who have ever competed at the CrossFit games in the individual field. That's which is freaking crazy. Um, uh, Cara is, you know, about two, two years postpartum. Annie is not even a year postpartum. Uh, I don't know. Reagan Huckabee, I think has two kiddos actually. Mackenzie Riley is just over a year postpartum. Like, you know, and these are, these are athletes who, who trained really smart, who had, you know, an incredible baseline to begin with. Um, this is not something that like any normal human ought to even attempt to do. Um, but, but here they are. And I, I, it'll just be really interesting to see how they do, how they hold up, um, in kind of this new world of, of mom, mom fitness at the CrossFit games. Mm-hmm. Um, you hear a lot about moms at the Olympics and, and stuff too. And, you know, I, I just, it's just something I, I pay attention to now. Not that I ever think I could do it, but just like the additional wow factor of not only physiologically, not only what your body is doing, but what you have to manage scheduling and just emotionally like Cara Saunders is an Australian athlete she has left her child behind for weeks to compete. And it's, she's sharing about it on social media. It's like tearing her apart. And I try and think how long have I ever spent away from my boys? Like maybe, maybe two or three nights overnight, maybe two. (laughs) I can't remember the last time that even happened, but like here she is, she's flown up, you know, around the world away from her kiddo. So so making some, you know, incredible compromises and sacrifices and all of that. I just huge shout out, huge, huge, uh, you know, just admiration. 
Um, I saw that about Kara Saunders and, and, and also that Australia is doing a lot more lockdowns and she's like, I'm not even sure if I'm even going to be able to go back in. God, I didn't hear that. Oh my gosh. Gone. And so, and she's just managing that emotionally in addition to trying to make it worth it. Right. Like, to be here. Right. Oh like I'm not even, I'm going to be able to go home. How, like, <gasps> oh my gosh. It makes me sick. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh, oh, that just made me feel like just a little bit nauseous. <laughs> it's yeah. Wild. It's awful. Um, another athlete to keep an eye on is Caroline Connors. Yes. She is a local. She works out at Misfit, CrossFit Misfit. Um, we have someone from Maine at the CrossFit Games. Like that's it's just awesome. Um, so I'll I'll definitely be be keeping an eye on on her and her performance. Uh, she and her fiance both made it to semifinals and her fiance didn't make it. He, he got to the last chance qualifier, which is cool, but, um, but didn't actually make it to the game. So I know that they were, they were both hoping to do it together for the first time, you know, together, but, um, but at any rate, I'm sure, I'm sure he'll be there, but that's just, that's just cool to me. Like a little local, a little local flavor. Mm. Um, yeah. And then there's some incredible other athletes on here. Sam Briggs. This is her, like, I don't know. 72nd CrossFit Games or no, but she's been in the games like over 10 times. She won it one year. She's like 39. She so she's, 39. you know, she's like, you know, she's a master's athlete and she qualified as a master's athlete as well, but she is going as an individual. So she is keeping up with these 19 to 25 year olds, your 27 yeah. year old, you know, your average range of when CrossFit like when, when people are, are really peaking in it. Um, and there's a lot of other old names on this too, like Alessandra Pacelli. She's been to the games a bunch. Um, Emma McQuaid, I think she's from Ireland. Laura Horvath got second one year to, uh, tour Helga daughter. She's been coming for years. So there's a lot of Chrissy Aramo O'Connell, Emma Tall. There's a, there's a lot of people who, um, it, it's just good to see a lot of names. There's going to be a lot of fun things to watch. Danny Spiegel, super strong, really fun to watch. Um, Daniel Brandon, she'll probably have some sort of crazy colorful hair, so she'll stand out. Um, yeah, anyway, I, I love the women's side. I mean, that's what I relate to, right? Like these are, these are my athletes that I can, that are representing me so I can see myself in, you know, in their, in their shoes, sort of, <laughs> sort of. Sure. They're heavily sponsored shoes. Yeah. Oh, speaking yeah. of that, um, I saw a post today. I'm going to read it. Uh, exclusive. Reebok offering nearly $1 million in bonus prize pursues to the game's athletes. For the first time in CrossFit Games history, a major brand is offering a side pool of serious cash for any athlete, all divisions, who win an event wearing the Reebok shoe. Who win an event wearing the Reebok shoe? It is a noble sponsored event. So all these athletes are going to have noble shoes and Reebok is going to give a cash (laughs) prize to whoever wins an event in a Reebok shoe. (gasps) Whoa, sassy. Oh my goodness. Yeah. What do they share the cash prize? How much it is? 
So it's uh, new payouts for each a million event individuals. Providing the individual athlete is wearing a Reebok shoe during the event, this is what they could stand and make winning one event. First, from Reebok, $10,000. Plus $3,000 from CrossFit equals a total of $13,000. But if you get second, you only get $2,000. But it's still, holy crap, yeah. getting money. How can they do that? And they have I guess I don't understand. I don't active. Underst- they have team payouts. I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. I well, don't get it at all. Like, don't the athletes money sponsoring the yeah. games? And now they're not sponsoring the games. They, I'm not sure why. But how can athletes not wear? Don't they have to wear their? I mean, isn't that a part of their like contract with the games? I, I thought so it. too. That's why I was yeah. like, what? It, are they going to huh. have to break rules to wear the shoe to win $10,000? You better be pretty damn sure you're going to win it. Right. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> it's like a squatting yeah, You're like, okay, I can squat 500 pounds. I guess I'll wear the Reebok shoes for this and <laughs> win the event. So you right. get the money from, you know, Noble. You get the money from CrossFit. Wait, you said CrossFit? Reebok. Sponsor. Yeah, Reebok, but then you said something about CrossFit is, oh, you win 3000 I can't keep track. I would need to read it. Oh, I think uh, like CrossFit, you'll get money from CrossFit for winning right. that event. So in total, for winning that event, it would be- Yeah, you could be 13. Yeah, I gotcha. I don't understand how athletes could do that. Meredith Root. I feel like- is so smart. <laughs> Oh, Meredith said it was so smart. Yeah. Oh, uh, we we need them to weigh in on how that's even possible. But right. Um. All right. Well, I think on on that note of sponsorships, let us know if you're watching. You know, y'all can arrange watch parties and do it that way. Maybe I'm gonna go out on a limb and say maybe Beacon might have the TV on or something during some of these events. Um. But yeah, it's super fun. If you've never watched it before, you will relate. Even if you don't think of yourself as an athlete or someone who likes to spectate and watch this kind of thing, like you are one of these people. You do this thing too. And Mm -hmm. you get to watch the people at the top of, you know, our (laughs) proverbial food chain (laughs) be the ultimate predator. But um, yeah, have fun. Let us know what you think. And I think the next time that we realistically chat, maybe we can do a little chat about what happened at the games or something else. Give us your content ideas. We are open. (laughs) Please. And yeah, we'll talk to you all again soon. All right. See ya. Okay. Bye. chatting away and people are going to listen yeah there you go (laughs) because you have to (laughs) we we can and i actually need to wrap this your voice went away your voice went away
I can't hear you. Over. Oh, I hear you. <laughs> okay. Um, 